0: Welcome to episode number 56 of the Stick to Hockey podcast, Jason Martinez at Jason Mert on Twitter, alongside Russ Cohen at Sportsology, also sportsology.com. You can follow the podcast at Stick to Hockey Pod. It is the How About This Russ? The Mike McKenna episode of the Stick to Hockey podcast. That's
1: pretty awesome. I you know, at least McKenna went out with a great a great mask. I loved his last the last mask that we saw, you know, he had that black one. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. So he went out the right way.
0: But then he ended up getting the gritty mask.
1: Oh, that's true. He did get the gritty so mask. it' points after taken that. off? Nah, it's all right. I mean, (laughs) I overlooked the gritty one. I forgot about that. You're right.
0: Now, unfortunately, about the Mike McKenna episode on the Stick to Hockey podcast, Mike's not on the episode. (laughs) You should have
1: booked Mike for the episode. Way
0: to oversell it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, well, Mike's busy these days. It's just us. He's actually doing the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights pre-intermission and post-game on television out there. Although
1: he's already breaking, like, Instagram rules by posting pictures of food. Oh. Like, how many pictures of food can you post? I don't know how many he's doing, (laughs) but I saw a few.
0: Well, he's doing a nice job on his Six Degrees of Mike McKenna podcast yes. as well, and uh, we loved having him on. We'll definitely get him on again at some point. Sharp time. cookie. Um, well, first season of the NHL is in the books, Ross. It's been um very interesting start uh, for several teams and yep. really for the league. and oh, yeah. Injuries and young players and just, just the way things are shaping out. What's something that's really kind of stuck out to you in the first week?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of hot takery, too, and I I do try and stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh Something that stuck out. I, I will say right now, like with the Leafs, it's interesting because I feel like Babcock now seems like a dinosaur as a coach. And the way that he misused Spets at the beginning, you know, his family's there, he doesn't play him, doesn't yeah. play him for Toronto a games. kid. Toronto guy, didn't play him, right? Then the way that all of a sudden Tavares has started off cold, which I don't think anybody would have expected. Mm-hmm. Just weird times in Toronto. Like they, they, have a good team,
0: great team, yeah.
1: But I don't know if Babcock's the right guy for them now. Well, so I'm starting you, to question it. Are you
0: starting to come around with one of my bold predictions from the last episode where I said that Babcock may not finish the season? No, I the think bench he'll boss? finish.
1: I do think he'll finish the season because I don't feel like they're going to want to bring up Sheldon Keefe into a situation where it's that much pressure to start. But it's Toronto. I guess there's always to, pressure there. There's yeah. always pressure there. I mean, they are winning games, but. They're just not winning them. The I feel like the way they should be. Uh-huh. So that's something that has stood out. I mean, the the, the injuries for Pittsburgh is just incredible. They're catastrophic. It exactly. is catastrophic. You
0: lose your second line center, who's a, a, a one C on ninety eight percent of the league. Yeah, and then you also lose your third line center. Right. Yeah, so it's a really tough situation for them. And, and it's weird because there's a little ambiguity about. And Russ, a timeline. don't forget
1: about Brian Russ too, because he's yeah. a good clutch guy.
0: Well I mean look at it too like the information that's coming out of Pittsburgh is that it's long term but it is long term a month is it long term 2 months is long term 4 to half a The speculation
1: is high ankle sprain but if it's not high ankle sprain then you figure it's knee. Yeah. So and that's why he's out a little bit longer than you know everybody else. So And and that's
0: one of those things that can linger.
1: It could, but Malkin's a really good rehabber. I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue.
0: Even even at thirty, yeah, I'm not worried old? about. It. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I don't worry about him that. Okay, long. I mean he is a freak of nature. He is a no freak. Doubt. Um, so so Pittsburgh, but you know I'm watching the game the other night and Pittsburgh loses at home to the Winnipeg Jets and the Winnipeg Jets
1: woefully down. They're down. That's four. An AHL at best decor. They're down like four defensemen. Yeah. from the start of last year.
0: Yeah, I mean you're looking at Tyler Myers. Yeah, obviously Truba. Dustin Bufflin, Truba. They lost, uh, who did they lose? Josh them? Morrissey. Josh got Morrissey. Hurt. Yeah, I so mean. that's four. I mean, when you're down in the year, you got guys. Tucker Pullman. They bring up the 18-year-old, and you're going, these guys aren't yeah. ready for the NHL, but I mean, Hynola, they go 2-2 two two on the road I, trip.
1: Hynola, I, I I double-checked myself. I ranked him 21st. I don't think I expected him to play Why? No, I didn't, and I don't think they expected him to play. So he's holding his own. He's gonna to have to hold his own for a couple more weeks. Maybe he gets to stay. Yeah. But yeah, there. That's a tough job. Maurice has a tough job ahead of him, man. Because really in this league, you you've got to have defense as your backbone. Luckily, Connor Hellebuck is a really good goalie. Yeah. And has played some good games.
0: And you know, I actually thought the one game they actually lost, I guess was it to the Leafs, where they lost with Brassois in that. Yeah. And I thought he actually played pretty well in the Brassois game. Braswell has
1: been really good. I I got to really know him a little bit at the um the rookie photo shoot couple years ago when he was with Edmonton. Mm. Of all places, Edmonton got rid of that guy.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and then
1: and they signed Coskin into all this money. But he's a guy that is your classic bigger guy. Yep. Came around a little later, get the right goalie coach, and now he's a solid backup. Yep. And and he is. I mean he He's really good for them, man.
0: You can outscore your defensive problems for a period of time, but in a long NHL season, they're going to have to do something. Yeah, they're goalies have don't to make stand on
1: their head for an entire season.
0: You can't. You just can't live in, You can't live that way, and you're going to have to get some veteran D and capable defensemen I, there for that team to be good. I'll tell you something
1: good. else I've noticed, and it started with Corey Schneider, and it was somebody else this week who had it happen, and more goalies. So there's a goalie situation that I've noticed where they're starting now to have a lot of problems with hydration. Now – Again, he's
0: a cramper yeah
1: no but but it's not him it's not just him anymore yeah now, it's a lot of guys it's a lot of guys and so I started looking at that just kind of looking because I'm not a goalie expert right it's hard to be and so you look at it and they have the you know the water bottle behind the net but they used to that used to last a period yeah now they're they're thrown out across a couple of times a period usually you're going through almost three water bottles a period right yeah and so so that's increased uh teams have slushy machines Everybody's got their own drink, as we've seen when we go in there early to interview if you do that. So my question is, are goalies working harder now than maybe five to seven years ago? My answer is, yeah. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, that's part of it, and I think – the equipment's part of it, too. The equipment is heavier? Yeah, Well, it's more form-fitting.
1: More, more form-fitting. Form so Which causes so more sweat. Ah, that's so good. When, I see that.
0: When you have things loose on you, and a lot of goalies like to wear their chest protector outside of their pants. Okay. In goalie lingo, that would be, do you tuck your chesty or do you leave it out? Okay. Um, and a lot of goals at the NHL like to leave it out, A, because it makes you puffier. Right. You're not as sleek and slimlined, and they're right. already trying to slimline that piece of equipment. Yeah. Plus, it also gives you a little bit of a gap between your chest protector and your body. Okay. Therefore, giving you a little bit more shock system um, to deal with pucks that you catch directly into, like, your belly area. And- Uh, I mean, I'm dealing with one right now. I'll actually show it to you. Like, I caught one in the belly, and and I have a massive bruise because I tuck my chest protector in, and I'm not playing against NHL shots. No,
1: but you're still probably facing an 80 mile an hour shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, like guys can all shoot the puck hard. Right. Just at that level, they know exactly where it's going at all times, and they don't hit me in the belly. They go to the corner where they know I can't get. Right. But like you, but you wear it out because it gives you that extra. Absorption. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, so so, so th-
0: I think that's part of it. So and, there's a
1: new level of hydration that they have to sort of be, mm-hmm. be under now, goalie. It you was know, it's funny.
0: I was talking to Brian Boucher last night who, d- who did the Flyers game for NBC uh, on the national feed with uh, Doc and Edzo. And he was a guy that suffered from it as well. Massive cramping. And he said I remember. part of it with him was also because of nerves. Okay. There was an element of nerves to it. And then when you get into a the game.
1: Butterflies. He- just every game. Yeah.
0: yeah. And... Um, and he said part of the thing for him was that if it, if there was only six minutes left in the game, he felt like, okay, I can get through this part. Right. But if the cramping episodes began in, like, the second period, it would paralyze you mentally because you can find yourself in an out-of-control position very easily. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that cramp comes, and, and when that comes on like that, you you can't prevent it in any yeah. way. And you I can't... think
1: Steve Mason had that problem. Yes. So, But now it seems to be more. Now I'm seeing, like, Multiple goalies each week mm-hmm. now having this problem getting pulled for that. Well,
0: base layers have gotten much more uh, protective. I think that's part of the breathability of the body as well. Whereas you know back in the day you wore yeah. you know your your underwear a jock and uh, a a, Except, a garter belt and socks.
1: But the the flip side of that though is that equipment. Used to become like 20, 30 pounds worth oh, of yeah. sweat, yeah, because there was nowhere for the water or sweat mm-hmm. to go.
0: Well, it may have been heavier, but also the size of equipment, the fact that the pads come up higher is also more cumbersome in yeah. movement. Yeah, so that so that also causes so a there, bit So pain.
1: all of this. So yeah, yeah. all right. So that's something a lot to of look elements for. to it, no, a lot no doubt. Of
0: elements. Uh, and, and goaltending is is always, you know, obviously on my mind. Um, and watching goaltending around the league, seen some good and seen some bad, and a little bit of in between. Um, but let's start with uh, what we saw with our own eyes last night yep. in Philadelphia. Flyers return from Prague, where they open up the Global Series with that 4-3 win. Hart played pretty well in that game. Uh, maybe the first goal is one that some people have cited he'd like to have back. As I looked at it closer and closer, I go, that's a lot harder save than people maybe want sure, to get Sure, but
1: it's fair. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. But,
0: he but- pulls it into his, first of all, he pulls it into his feet, which is tough, right. and then he uses Braun to go through. And create the screen. So it's a tough save, but st- okay. Uh, but last night against the New Jersey Devils, now the Devils didn't have a high quali- quantity of shots, 25 in the game, Except but some of that the quality was teams, good. Yeah. Except special teams. Because
1: yeah. you're right. I mean, for the first period, there was nothing. Yeah. And then there were some, but I mean, if I was going to say in my head, they were probably, not counting the power play, five great scoring chances yeah. they maybe had all game. Uh, I say every NHL goalie now gives up one goal that they'd like to have back every goalie, mm-hmm. even the best, it doesn't matter. So, I yep. fans who always say, Oh, they're looking for that soft one. I, I, I just always go back and tell them everybody does that. The thing that, that makes me worry, and, and of course, I was sitting next to like Paul Jalowitz, and he's like, You know, and I can't do Paul's voice, you probably can, yeah, yeah. And but he was like, You know, so who at this age have you ever seen as poised as this? And my first thought was Patrick Waugh because I watched him win a Stanley Cup very as early, a rookie. On. Yeah. 19 years old, <laughs> yeah, as a 1986, rookie. yeah. And and then also uh Carrie Price. And Mm -hmm. Carrie Price was twenty the same age Hart is.
0: And Price actually lost. Hart was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you know, so I but that's few and far between. Like, and that's in my lifetime, I'm sure it's been but but that's how much the position's changed. I also knew because Natasha next to me was already noticed with 10 minutes to go, hey, this would probably be his first shutout because I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. But I didn't tweet it because I didn't want to jinx the guy. Yeah. So I – you know, because I know everybody – Never verbalize it. Everybody gets that tweet ready, right? And Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. I just stayed away from it. 21
0: years and 57 days old. I didn't need to be – I
1: didn't need to be first with that. I don't want to put any of that kind of pressure on this kid. Not that my tweet does it, but a lot of tweets, you know. Yeah. I just don't want to do that because, again, it's early in the season. He looks good. He's got a better defense. Good for him. I'm still expecting trouble down the road. There's gonna be they haven't trailed in the game yet. No. There's (laughs) there's gonna be issues Uh in this season. And I know that. But do I like what I see? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know their, their goaltending situation is a thousand times better than last
0: year. Yeah. A cu- couple of the uh, first home game last year was an eight-two loss to San Jose, and and it's my contention that that was the best game that Brian Elliott played all year last year. Not, <laughs> not no, because I of the eight, but because of the saves that he yeah. made in that game and, yeah. and the attack that he was under of high danger chances. But
1: but Hart's save on when he when it was five on three was fantastic. The Taylor Hall save, yeah. And and I did and Taylor Hall didn't do a lot that game, but he did on special teams. And that's when I did tweet, hey, he is their best penalty killer right now mm-hmm. because nobody w- was doing a good job. I mean, it's five on three, but he was. And so that was that was a big deal, and I felt like that was a key point in the game. Yeah. I-, I didn't like the way New Jersey is using Jack Hughes. Now, I've spoken to New Jersey people because I always do to kind of get a feel, and he had a few turnovers. He had one in that game. But, again, when a guy skates like that, you have to just deal with it. Even got people that I'm sitting next to in the press box, and I'm like, see the way he brings the puck up the ice? They're like, well, he's 5-on-3. I'm like, it's not that. Look at where he goes with it mm-hmm. when it's 5-on-3. Now, you made a good point saying he was the, the lead guy, which he was when it was 5-on-3. Yeah. But on the first power play, he was coming on 20 seconds to go in the power play on the second team and then drew a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get the usage. I don't know why he's with Blake Coleman and Wayne Simmons. One or the other is fine. Yeah. If you want to put him with Simmons—
0: but He needs to be paired with you a you got to have guy. him
1: put with another skilled guy. Yeah. Simmons should be doing the corner work and network. The other guy should be the guy skating around with him yep. looking
0: for that space. You need somebody that can keep up with his game and right. his, skill, his pedigree of skill.
1: And the problem with right now that I see with New Jersey is— and they don't know where to put Gusev. Mm. It's tough when you bring in a guy with all that talent to get him to jail with somebody— they don't know who he's gelling with yet because he's got a load of talent. You can yeah. see where he could skate, and he's got great stick handling. He definitely could score, but they don't know what to do with him. And right now, that's wreaking havoc on their lineup. At least yeah. you know from second line down. So that's something where I think it's affecting Hughes too. I like the fact that they do have him at center because honestly, yeah, he I is would consider moving.
0: I get it. I, I would maybe just lessen his load initially, first twenty games, and on, maybe put him on a wing.
1: But on third line, I think he can get by it. And mm-hmm. Patrick did it on third line. Yeah, I think you could do it. But it's those other things. Why isn't he on the top power play? Are you trying to yeah. tell me the devil's power play is that good? You don't want Jack Hughes on yeah. your top power play? And the, and the top power play on that team played for like a minute and 40. Yeah. So it's like, really? You're telling me he couldn't be on that? Really? Yeah.
0: yeah they're, so. they're they're It's almost like they're over-insulating him yes. in a way. And, yes. and, and to me, when you get a number one overall pick with his pedigree, yeah, don't just, over-insulate no. him. Put him with great players and let him. It, it, to me, it's one of the reasons why Farabee's not with the team is because you couldn't find a role for him to play with other skilled players. Right. It's not that Torinsky or Connor Bunnerman are better players because they're not. All right.
1: So another thing. So <laughs> the inside the glass, whatever they call that little series, mm. right? I finally, when I was working one day, just they all played in a row, so I watched it. Right? I was a captive audience. So oh, you hell of a
0: job you have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was
0: working one day and I watched the show for three straight episodes. <laughs> Listen,
1: that's my job. I work at home. Yeah. Uh, and I write and I do this stuff. But anyhow, looking at that, knowing Vigneault the way I did, there were two things I really gleaned off of that. The first one was. When he said he was looking for some dirty goals, I knew at that moment Farabee and Frost were not going yep. to make the team. They're they not dirty scoring. goal guys. They're yeah. not dirty goal guys. And Twarinski was doing it and Bunneman was doing it because they have size. Now, Twarinski happens to be a good mix because he does have more finesse than Bunneman. And he can skate, man. But Bunneman's all in the middle, right? Yeah. There's nothing else to his game other than playing some defense. He can do a little bit of that and, and physical. So I knew that was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. That was a, a precursor. I feel like, and I'm taking a leap here, there was one time when they showed A.V. in the box saying, I don't like what he's doing, and they cut away, and they wouldn't show you the player. I think that was Jake Voracek. I just have a feeling that that was Jake Voracek. I don't know that for certain, but I have a feeling that Vigneault was probably catching early Jake Voracek and trying to figure out his game. What's
0: he doing at either his own or the opposition blue yeah. line on occasion? That's that's the thing that's driven a lot of coaches crazy with yeah. Dave Forchuk. Um but yeah, you I think that you're right about that. And I recall the same spot in the yeah. episode. I think you I think you I think you're dead on. But
1: but the thing about it is you could do this kind of series with a lot of coaches and never figure out anything. But AV lays it all out there. He puts plenty He does of,
0: not care. He
1: puts breadcrumbs out there. He mm-hmm. in post games, he puts breadcrumbs out there and if you follow the breadcrumbs, you'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you won't even need breadcrumbs no. cuz he'll just tell you.
1: But I'm going to tell you the most fascinating thing about the Flyers. And it even and I can't recall this even though somebody did bring up uh, Dennis Seidenberg, but I don't think it was to this degree. I can't remember a guy on a PTO that it took a trip to, you know, Prague. Yeah. He's with the team. He's practicing with the team. He was even with the team in the opening ceremonies, but he's not on the team.
0: Yeah. He's not under NHL contract.
1: Right, but he's technically not on the team. He's, yeah. like, he's like Kramer. Yeah, and technically, that's like a guy have a that's job. good to
0: have around the team, but we don't want to give you a contract because we can't fit you on our team, right? So, but
1: but Seidenberg, I don't think was doing all those activities with the Islanders when that was happening. But was practicing with the team for like almost a half a season. He was practicing with them, but I don't think he was traveling with them. I don't think. But but yeah, there's Stewart.
0: liability issues there yeah, too, you know. But
1: Stewart is literally with them every. I wonder moment. if he's going
0: to Vancouver.
1: I'm guessing he is. He went to Prague.
0: Yeah, well, that's different because they were still in camp. Okay, because they still had to go All over. All right, and that's they were still making decisions. So now
1: we'll have to see if he shows up in big
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'll see if I can find out if he's on the on the flight out there today. If <laughs> I just
1: find it fascinating. I don't know if you do, but it's just I've never yeah. just quite seen anything like that.
0: Well, I mean, think about the the, the liability insurance too. If he gets hurt in practice, yeah. and, and I'm sure there's some kind of. Policy. Well, he's got his
1: own personal insurance. That's yeah. what guys get personal insurance. But anyhow, that's that's an interesting thing. Uh, the Rangers' top line's a real revelation. Mm. I mean, you know when you put Panarin on a team, you're really adding something. But I don't think people ever gave Zibanejad enough credit no. because he was in Ottawa. He wasn't really used exactly right. I mean, he was a star in in the World Juniors. I saw the the stardom in him. But then it took a little while to come out, and now that he's got a player like that, and Buchnevich is a high skill guy anyhow, yeah. that is a great line, man. If yeah. they don't break up that line, that line will cause fits yeah. around
0: the league this year. And is going to be one of those guys that just, like, a lot of people are going to go, where was this guy? I've never even heard of him. Yeah. But when you've been watching, you knew he had the skills, oh, but the, yeah. he always had hammer- Panarin, it just opens up the ice for he him. He does.
1: And, but he always had that great shot, but he has more to his game, Yeah. and now with Panarin, there's more give-and-go opportunity, yep. and Butchnevich never got over 20 goals yet, I don't believe, and so now he could probably break yeah that barrier. Panarin does a lot and that's why when you lose him you can see what happens to Columbus but when oh. you gain a guy like that, it this is different than just gaining like a regular free agent. This is almost like getting a Yager type player where everything gets better on your team because yep. you added this guy.
0: Yeah, it, it, it not only makes your top line incredible but it makes your second and third line much better because of the trickle-down effect. Yes. Because the guy that was your first-line winger is now in your second line and, right. s- and so on and so on. He's got that kind of effect on and the And look,
1: game. and the Kevin Hayes factor is good. I think people now see why he's worth the money. But I did see something. The couple of lazy penalties, I think he had two last night, right, or at least one. He definitely had the one lazy penalty. Yeah. Um, that used to be in his game that he sort of took out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that's like an early yeah, season penalty. The one thing. penalty
0: I didn't li- – the one I thought it was just a bad call – um, I think it was the second one that he took. But, yeah, the first one was the lazy one. Yeah. Um, but the penalty kill. Yeah. How about the penalty kill? It looks far different. Yeah. So, I mean, th- to to be improved for teams that were – the Flyers weren't a bubble team last year. They finished with 82 points. But if they want to get – and they want to shave off enough goals to be considered a playoff team, they got to be much better on the PK. And they look yeah. way better on the penalty kill. They are. Than they did in prior couple of years.
1: Yeah. So the structure is there. They have better players now. They actually have to just be consistent.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and well, to me, you, the coaches say it all the times: repeat the compete. You got to repeat the compete to, to be a good penalty killer. and You got to have that will to do it. Um, and with a new coaching system and things starting off well, yeah, guys can repeat the compete very right. easily. Well, because and, you see results immediately.
1: And, and Vigneault is a completely different guy than Hackstall. I mean, no offense to Dave Hackstall, but. I just never felt like he was a motivating enough guy. Mm -hmm. Even if Vigneault doesn't motivate you, and he does plenty of positive reinforcement, he does, but he just doesn't take the BS and he doesn't take the the excuses. He just won't take it. You're not
0: going to pull the wool over his eyes. No. You, he, he's not, you can, you're not going to make some excuse and he's going to go, oh, I can kind of see yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, there. He's going to yeah. no, no, no. no. The, this is a results-driven business, and he's all about that, yeah. and he's made it very clear. There's a
1: reason why teams that he's always taken over have made the playoffs in the first year. Yeah. I think this year is a little bit harder task than some of the others. I really mean that, But and it's not a slight against the, uh, the Flyers. It's just the way it is. Yep. But – again good start for him
0: yeah no question about it um, let's look at uh, let's look at the the rest of the teams in the division we brought up the Rangers yeah uh, we brought up the Penguins we t- nipped on Columbus I just I just can't see how they can suffer the losses that they suffered this offseason and get away with it, even though Bob got shelled the other night down in Florida by the way
1: he did uh, the thing about Florida is they still don't have a good blue line so mm-hmm. as much as we like Quenville and he'll install a defensive system, just like Dave Tippett will find out, it'll get tougher for him down the road, too. Yeah. Even Tippett's probably got a better defense now than Florida does. Yeah. That's, so that's going to be tough for Bob. Bob is a good goalie and can be a great goalie, right? But he has to have structure in front of him. He's not a Dominic Hossink mm-hmm. where if the structure breaks down, we've seen Bob have bad games. Yeah,
0: he can shelter you from that for only a very small period of time. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is, too, like I saw Ekblad in the game where Bob got pulled after the first period. They were down 4 nothing. And Ekblad, like guys not reading plays at all. It looked like they were thinking the game very slowly. Mm. Now, some coaches come in and, you know, the, the system is pretty self-explanatory and it doesn't take rocket scientists to figure out where to go and where to be. Right. They were lost defensively.
1: Yeah, so so that's something where the Quenville effect now, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. But, but I guess if you want to talk about the but, Islanders. But even
0: in that game, Barkov, lazy back check. Yeah, that's Cost crazy. them a goal. I'm yeah. going, what is going on here? Yeah, that's not him. Yeah. So
1: that's that is something to watch. Islander wise, uh, look, I told you I hated the Verlamov deal. And I go way back with him. I, I even mm-hmm. covered him when he was playing in the AHL for Hershey and saw him at the spectrum, right? I mean, I go <laughs> that's a long time yeah. ago now. But he he had some good times last year and then, you know, injuries and like every other year. Why did he get a four year deal? I will scratch my head for the yeah. end the end of time. Why not that. give
0: Leonard a two year right. deal? They
1: wouldn't, they just seemed like they weren't giving Leonard anything close to what he wanted. He didn't want to leave.
0: Is t- this is Lou. This I know. is what Lou does. I know. He didn't want to dug leave. in on, on stupid things sometimes, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it's penny wise and pound foolish.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Grice is pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a, he's not a number one. So, Varlamov is definitely a step down. Now, they did finally get Noah Dobson in, and mm-hmm. he did get an assist in his first game, and he played like 18 minutes. That's great. I think that is something that will really add to their blue line and puck movement, and something they desperately needed because guys like Boychuk, they're getting a little long in the tooth for that kind of thing. They only, you know, they don't have a lot of guys beyond Letty that could do that. So I think that's a real plus for them, but they're still going to lack some scoring. And again. The whole Josh Hosang thing, I That's don't exactly even, what
0: I was going to ask. And this. I don't How's think he's reported. Out?
1: I don't think he's reported, no. no. So it's getting bad. He, They're going to have to trade him, or they could just spite him and have him sit out, but I don't think that serves a purpose for anybody. So if he gets
0: traded, though, does he have to be on a roster for a month? a good question on an NHL roster I think that's that's the deal maybe so and what team's gonna do that I know that's that's the thing maybe you look at a team like Detroit oh, but it's like
1: baseball I mean they get these rule five guys they have to actually keep them all year
0: yeah yeah you're so, right
1: so I mean a month's not the worst well, thing you
0: look you look at teams like Detroit and go Hey, we see some upside right. here let's see if we can shape and mold them and, and go from there um Buffalo for
1: real I mean out of you've been down this road mind. before <laughs> I have all playing out of his mind oh, yeah. and and I I really like the kid I've talked about him before on this show Right now, he's a Calder guy, obviously, because he has six goals. I don't know if that will last. I think they're all power play goals, so usually that does dry up mm-hmm. at some point. Eichel's playing great. He had a great move last night. For anybody that ever complains about Jack Eichel, you have something wrong with you. That's all I want to say, because mm-hmm. there are fans that sometimes do. See, the end the end goal. Yeah, oh that's what I mean. goodness. Yeah, I mean, for a guy that size to be able to do that, come on. Yeah. But end of the day, is their goaltending good enough? Probably not. No. And their defense, definitely not. It's better. Yep, But it's not good enough.
0: Yeah, and I saw Darlene out on the three-on-three the oh, one he's game. So good. Oh, man, he's Oof. silky. Um, if I told you um, last week before the league opened that the guy leading the NHL in goals right now would be James Neal, you probably would have checked me into an asylum. Now, it's got a four-goal game in there. Yeah. But James Neal, did he just need a change
1: of scenery? I mean, look, he's playing with McDavid, and he's currently healthy. The two things that always have a problem with James Neal are he slows down as the season goes on, I feel, and he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. If you look him up, he hasn't played a full season in a long time. He usually plays on average, because I averaged it out, about 60-something games. So yep. we'll see. Right now, he's McDavid's guy. Uh, I think people said Ty Wishart looked good for a certain period of time. Everybody looks good with McDavid for a certain period of time, but you have to keep up with him all season. I don't know if James Neal can do that. That's going to be the, the hardest part for him.
0: Okay. Uh, when you look at the situation, and by keeping up, I mean speed-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you look at the situation, let's look at a couple of teams that we had high expectations for. Um, first of all, let's start with Washington. What you see them? Ovechkin's got the one goal to start the season. Um, they've been a little erratic.
1: Yeah, I mean they're losing. They lost a close game. I'm not worried. I think Holby's fine. Yeah,
0: Dallas goes in and wins in overtime. Yeah,
1: I mean, that they needed to win desperately, right? Yep. There there was some ridiculous service out there that had Montgomery as a 4 to 1 odds the leader to get fired. I, I like, couldn't
0: believe it. I go, I just picked this guy to win my Jack Adams like 4 yeah, days ago and I now know. he's the number one guy I, to be fired. No, but that you know what that told me? Vegas knows nothing about hockey. <laughs> they don't
1: have hockey people in charge of yes. these websites, clearly. And and I remember I tweeted and I said, there's a 0% chance Jim Montgomery gets yeah. fired this season.
0: Yep, no so, question. So,
1: you know, that, that I just laughed at. But Dallas was, about, was bound to win a game like that. No, I see good things out of Washington. I think they're going to be slow and steady. Yep. I don't even think they care if they're a wild card team. I think they know... The end of the race is at the end of the season. Yeah. We've been there. We want to get there again. Let's not, you know, overdo it here. Now, right. I'm not saying they're not going to play as hard, but I'm just saying they're going to pick their spots.
0: Um, when you look out in the Pacific Division right now, and I believe I said that the Ducks would be a bold prediction to make the playoffs. You did. They're leading the Pacific Division.
1: Yes. What? Well, I mean. <laughs>
0: I didn't think they start off that well. No, it's only no, three games. No, but... but let's
1: break it down. Like, John Gibson, you know I'm very high on. I feel he's a top five to seven, somewhere between the top seven in the league. And yeah, I, I think felt,
0: he's top five. Yeah, and yeah. he could be
1: top five now. And i felt that way for a couple seasons, but I've, I've liked him even pre-draft, right? So that's working out for him. They still have a good defense. They still have a coach that knows how to coach. The The issue is, was it was there going to be enough offense? And right now, they are getting offense from guys like Nick Ritchie, which is good. Mm-hmm. They needed to get that uh you know Raquel is going to be Raquel, and left as long as he's having a good year, yep. You know he'll he'll fuel you. So right now they're they're getting early production. They are, um, you know, Lundestrom's in there. I, I saw that Steele might have gotten hurt already. He wasn't playing yeah. all the time, so there is some upside there. But again, it's early, right? I don't know what's going to happen down the road for them, but. Having Gibson, you always have a chance.
0: Yeah, no question. I mean, to me, I think he was uh, top three or four last year in GSAA. Goal saved above average, which to me is like the end all be all stats to measure a goaltender. Um, Should they be concerned in San Jose? Because if I was in San Jose, I would be concerned.
1: Well, I'm concerned about Martin Jones. Last year I said, let me see what he comes out. By the way, he was
0: 29th in GSAA last year. Yeah. And it was very nice. Well, now he looks
1: it. I mean, I wanted to see what he would do this summer, how he would come out looking mentally, and he looks like the same guy. So they're in trouble. Aaron wasn't having a great year last nope. year anyhow, and they've stuck with both of them because of their cap situation. So I, I looked it up. They have a Czech kid in – and his last name starts with – it's like Kochevar or something like that in, for the Barracuda. I don't know. At some point, will they get desperate enough to bring him up before may they may not have try a choice. And make a move? They may not have a choice yeah. because – they can't let their their season go down the drain if Jones just can't play anymore. Yeah,
0: and you sign Carlson to this huge contract, and you lose Pavelski. And you just and, brought
1: in Patrick Marlow, which— Yeah, geez, I know. It's, now, now, the thing about that is I'm not 100% shocked that they brought him in, right? Now you've been desperate. predicting it for months. They're desperate. And 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 I even was asked on Sirius the other day, I said, hey, if, it, if he's not playing in a month, then I don't think he's playing. And I think the same thing with Justin Williams. If he doesn't play in a month, you know, he wasn't going to play. So Marlowe came in earlier than that, and I don't think Bufflin's playing at all.
0: No, no, because he doesn't know if he wants to be a hockey player. Right.
1: So he's completely. It, if done.
0: you're in October and you don't know if you want to be a hockey right. player, you're not a hockey player anymore. Right. right. So <laughs> it's he's, over.
1: He's completely done. So, Marlowe's coming in. Now, the big question is, will he go down and play some games with the Barracuda, or is he just going to practice with the team, and when they feel like he's ready, he's ready? I get that he's great, skates great, and Joe Thornton could be as you know, rah-rah as he can be, but he's 40 years old, and he hasn't played in the game, and nobody's been checking him, and yep. nobody's been pushing him. So, I, you know, I, I want to see how that works out and how long it takes them to get into the lineup, and what would their record be by the time he gets in the lineup? Yeah. That's the real question, because if they can't stop goals— they could get buried quickly
0: yeah like you can go yeah it's early it's early it's early you can say that for so long but now when you're zero and four and then you're nipping at zero and five yeah then things kind of really get out you look you can't win a division you can't win a cup in october but you can certainly knock yourself into a position that's so difficult to deal with the rest of the year that you're just chasing it and eventually that mental fatigue yeah in the west kidding me right because that okay and look at that you know that conference Is there a wild-card team that's going to come out of the Pacific? I don't know. I don't know. Game of the year so far for you, was it the St. Louis-Toronto game? Yeah. That was a good game. That That was was a good hockey game. (laughs) I
1: watched that whole game. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I didn't – and again, they aren't the first team that did this, but I don't like when they bring out the cup like that and they bring it in front of the home fans. And it's not because I'm waiting at home to watch the game. It had nothing to do with that, even though it takes too long. Sure. But I just don't like it. It's totally breaking tradition. They did that already in Boston. Yep. So I knew that, you know, when they had the well, the home game, no, that was against the uh –
0: the the home opener was the one you're talking about, against Washington. That was against Washington. The that's a different yeah.
1: game. Sorry, no. But the game against the Leafs was great, just yeah. to do that. But I didn't like when they broke tradition of, for their home game. But yeah, no. I forgot that was a different game. the The Leaf game was great though. That was that was fun to see, and it was fun to see. Look, I think when they get Justin Falk, they could come out of the gate hard, and I don't think they have a Stanley Cup hangover. So yeah. that's it's just a good hockey good. club. Yeah, Jordan Bennington's for real. Like again, I would. I
0: still need to see more.
1: Now, are you kidding me? Mm, I do. What else do you need to say? Uh
0: More. Oh my God. I just need more. I mean, the record last year was ridiculous. Like, what, 29-6-3? 20,
1: Forget six and the three. record. I mean, it's where he positions himself. It's Yeah, I know. save after save. It's the mental game. He's chirping. He gets away with the chirping because he can back it up with his play. I think it's all of that. I don't know. I, I Something's wrong with you.
0: All right, what's the name of your fantasy team?
1: Oh, it's the hit em Highs.
0: highs <laughs> Figures. All right, so let's look at Russ's fantasy team okay. versus my fantasy team. All the right. hit them highs. You're actually losing this week. I know. To the, whoever the Halifax Highlanders are. Like 6-4. All right, so you have John Tavares. You have Nick Backstrom. Landeskog, Verana. He had a big overtime goal the other night. Yep. Uh, Brock Besser. You got Willie Nylander. Yep. Uh, Essa Lindell. Brent Burns. Josh Morrissey. Uh, Kale McCarr. Shocking. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly. You have Deline, of course. Yep. Shveshnikov. Yep. Kreider and Tyler Johnson. Those are your four I think
1: Spetch has about six assists already.
0: he's doing well for you. Yeah. He had nine shots on goal has nine <laughs> shots on goal this week too. That's pretty nice. Yeah. You only have two goalies. Yeah. You have Hopi and Devin Dubnik. Yeah. You're not that great between the pipes, I gotta tell you.
1: Listen, Hopi is fine and Dubnik, no matter what, no matter what you think of that team, he's gonna win 28, 30 games.
0: Yeah, no. you're it's a Bruce team. On average, it's, yeah, it's a Bruce to... team. Bruce teams win. Um, at least in a regular season. Yeah. All right, so that's your team. Yep. So you know your squad, and just think uh, uh, objectively against this team, okay. which happens to be Team CCM, which is my team. Right. And I know you love some of my guys, I like know. Elias Petterson.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Connor McDavid. Yeah. The aforementioned Artemi Panarin, mm-hmm. Jamie Ben, Miko Rantanen, Jake Voracek. You know, probably don't like that pick. Mm-mm. Seth Jones, Drew Dowdy, mm-hmm. Ryan Ellis, mm-hmm. Jake Muzzin, I have Cam Atkinson, Clayton Keller in a left-wing, right-wing combo position, mm-hmm. Braden Point, who I will get back this week, mm-hmm. and then my goaltenders are Robin Leonard, who hasn't seen a start yet, <laughs> Yeah, Peter Mrazek, mm-hmm. which I don't love, mm-hmm. and Carter Hart.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got Carter Hart, but you, you got a lot of nerve talking about my goaltending, and you got a couple of ham and eggers in there. Uh, is Let's...
0: Leonard and Hart a ham and egger?
1: Well, uh, Mrazek and Leonard as a— You can't play them all at once either, so... I can play two and have a little bit of versatility there. Yeah, yeah, you've got versatility with not much. (laughs) So, but your forwards are great. Your forwards are better than mine. I feel like my D-men are better than yours. Well,
0: from here on out, you have to address me as champion because I won the championship last year. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, Another week of hockey coming up. Russ, that was a great episode. Uh, what we're going to try and do, just to kind of loop people in real quick on the Stick to Hockey podcast, is provide more episodes of less length. Right. There's, there's a mathematical equation, reason why. We're not going to go into that here. No, uh it's boring. But you're going to be grabbing interviews. I'm going to yep. be grabbing interviews. Yep. We're going to be getting together and doing all kinds of stuff. But there's your episode 56 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, then write, write, your, write a letter to your senator. If not... Let us know you loved it. All right, everybody, enjoy your hockey this week. We'll be back next week, episode 57, right here.